In the public bathroom system, graffiti-based offences are considered especially intriguing. In Melbourne, the dedicated detectives who investigate these sick-as felonies are members of an elite squad known as Good Graph. These are their stories. In Melbourne, the detectives... <laughs> <laughs> that part's hard. I, um, I was walking my dog the other day and I was like walking with my brother and the dog and then there was like a sort of a family up ahead of us walking the opposite direction walking towards us it's like this big trail on the Yarra and (laughs) this like girl she's like probably six years old at the front of their family saw someone else on the trail it was like busy on the weekend saw someone behind me and my brother like this is that classic thing that happens all the time and she was like hello and waved (laughs) And then I assumed she was waving at us. I was like, oh, that's nice. And I was like, hi, how are you going? <laughs> and, then, and then like everything became apparent so quickly, like as soon as I'd said that. And then, and this is the like really bad part, like without a second hesitation, just like almost like a reflex, as soon as I realized what I'd done, audible to everyone in the vicinity, I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like this six-year-old girl there, you know? It was just like... Oh god, it was terrible. It's fucking it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's tough. And it's worse than like people like I wish everyone was just like rude to each other, but people are like really reaching out and being kind and I'm <laughs> absolutely fumbling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're being so sweet and it's just like it puts more pressure on it. <laughs> Do you know why you did that though? It's because you're not used to like having to like deal with the interaction in the moment because you're usually at home. So you exactly. could just like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, usually your interactions nowadays are just like a text. So you say, yeah. the, you say the wrong thing and you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you can't do that in real life. Um, how did you go with the story? Oh, we should do a proper, hey. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> I don't know, but I think maybe we leave that in. That was good, good shit. That was all good shit. <laughs> yeah. It, Everything. It would be a real shame to cut that out. But hey, welcome to Good Graph. Welcome back to Good Graph. Welcome back. Another day, another dollar. How are you, Lewis? Yeah, I'm very well. I had a really good time unpicking the mystery behind the piece of graffiti that you sent me this week. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did too. I did too. I am impressed at the speed at which I'm able to unpick them now. Yeah, same. It's like, um, it's very intuition sort of based now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just need to find the location and then from there. And then from there, just, yeah, just muscle memory kind of kicks in at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I think it's your turn to go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, Yeah, fuck yeah. Sure. Uh, Okay, so... You sent me a piece of graffiti. I, I was looking back at the graffiti and I and I I don't know, this is like how bad my brain has become from lockdown. But we sent them to each other on Instagram, right? As as is tradition. Mm-hmm. And I like was looking at the photos and I could see that one was sent from you because on Instagram it said it has a little picture of you where you've sent the message, you know, mm-hmm. and then the other one didn't have that. It took me like five minutes for my brain to re- figure out which one is the one that I'm supposed to be investigating. You know, <laughs> is it the one that I've sent to you or the one that you've sent to me? Isn't that just a sad like? What state is that? I feel like there's like like this Zoom thing that I was talking about before. Mm. I feel like simple tasks feel like complicated mathematical equations right now. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> the real struggle. I don't I know. At- I work at a school and I was there today doing 
simple mathematical equations with year sevens and I can't do year seven maths. It's really challenging. Like I wouldn't <laughs> wish it on my worst enemy. So demoralizing. Like they're like, you know, what does cos sin tan mean? And I'm like, I have no idea. I have to Google it. <laughs> oh my God, Lewis, that would be terrifying for me. I don't, I couldn't even do like, I couldn't even like times a fraction. Yeah, that, yeah, no way I could do that. I was trying to do fucking adding fractions today and that was hard enough. <laughs> I thought Honestly. you were going to be like, adding, you yeah, heard of adding? Adding, adding Real single tough. digit numbers, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> I draw the line. Yeah, I don't fucking, I can't imagine. I always think about like the end of year 12 and how much information I had in my brain. And it's wild to me that there's room for that because I have no, it seems like there's no room right now. Totally, yeah, 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 that's. It, it, I, yeah, there's, I feel for my brain, it feels like the room is all there. It feels empty. It feels like unoccupied <laughs> space, like dusty, like a dusty room that no one, like, you know, a room where someone died or something and no one ever goes in that room anymore. Yeah. It's this whole cavity of my brain. It's like the shed from the film room where that woman was kept captive, but she's been freed, but the shed's still there for evidence. That's I haven't your seen brain. The film, but yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> room or the room? Not the room, not the cl- no. cult classic, the room. No, no, no. Just room. Room. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Do you like Oscar Beatty films, Lewis? Yeah, big time. Yeah, fuck yeah. You'll <laughs> no, love I don't. this. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Is that an actor? No. Oscar. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oscar I was Bates. so rude to you just then. No. <laughs> no, you can be as rude as you want. That's fine. I think it probably deserved that. Oscar Beatty, like bait. Yeah. Movies that are deliberately trying to get Oscars. Yeah, like all in the but 90s, room, it was like all Holocaust movies. Right, of course. Yeah. So now it would be Princess Diana and 9 11. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be. Totally. Yeah. The yeah, content. Yeah. 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 And it's then eventually, just, and then in 10 years time, it'll be movies about the pandemic. And then, oh my God. I hope I'm dead by then. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what is it? I mean, apart from like healthcare workers, I guess, but I'm like, talk about like nothing, no, doing no, nothing. Yeah. But I hope no one ever makes a movie about the pandemic. Fuck that. It'll be so no. boring. Um, fucking suck. But then eventually I did realize which piece of graffiti I was supposed to be investigating. And I assume I haven't got this wrong. That'd be crazy. If, imagine if now I have gotten it wrong. But I'm pretty sure you sent me a piece to investigate, which is it's on a tiled wall, big tiles, and mm-hmm. in one tile, all contained within one tile with a black Sharpie, someone has written things I hate and then a, a semicolon a colon, a, a two dots above each other, one, one above the other. I always think colon is like, colon. is no. that your butt? Yeah, that's <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's just ignore that. Anyway, it says things I hate. Colons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it's, and then it's a list. And it's one, two, three, four, five, seven. Right, yep. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Just in light of what you were just talking know, about, it's tough. It's tough. It feels like someone so is laughing. Two comes at after you. one. 
<laughs> no, but it's a tricky list because what they've done, they've intentionally skipped six and ridden seven. And you'll find out why in a second. Because on the list, it says number one. So this is the list of things that this person hates. Number one, vandalism. Number two, lists. Number three, irony. Number four, lists. Number five, repetition. Number seven, inconsistency. Funny. Yeah, very funny. Do I need to break that down for the listeners? We were just talking before off air about how I was like tried to break something down too much a few weeks ago. <laughs> Does I that need explaining? I, well, okay. I think you made it clear it's on Instagram, but I think you should go into it. Yeah, so obviously what they've done here is a very comedic, very clever comedic thing where they've they've sort of done this meta thing where within what they're doing, they're criticising the very act of doing it. It's so, like South Park. <laughs> exactly. Very South Park-esque. <laughs> well, they've done, they've gone, things I hate, number one, vandalism. Obviously, that's self-explanatory. It's like, oh, you hate it, but you're doing it right now. Ha, ha, ha. Number two, lists. Again, that's, what's going on? Is Just there another Melbourne earthquake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, my, my partner came home and my dog is, um, oh, assumes that, that we've, we've all gone to war and come back every so time. funny because that sound is like, to my ears, it's recognisable, but it's impossible to place it as like what it is. But then as yeah. soon as you said the dog, it's like, ah, oh, it's an excited dog. That's yeah, the only yeah, yeah. thing it could be. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, vandalism. Ha ha, very funny because you're literally vandalising right now. Number two, lists. Again, that's exact same premise there. Lists, you're making one right now. Even though you hate it, what? Number three, irony. Eh. <laughs> that's a little bit more complicated, but that's... <laughs> Explain irony. <laughs> Go throughout... on, Alanis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> throughout... <laughs> It's a, it's a notoriously hard thing to explain, isn't it? And <laughs> I, I've got respect for Alanis for having a go, but yeah. that, that being late to your wedding or whatever the fuck, that's not ironic really. Yeah. Is, that, is no, that ironic? No. I thought the lyric was rain on your wedding cake. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Is it? Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Um, it's like sunshine on a cloudy day. It's not ironic. It's strange, I think. Yeah. 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 It's a little strange, but it's yeah. not ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so in this case, irony. Yeah, that kind of works because, uh, you know, it's ironic that in point two and point one, they're literally saying the things that they hate. So that's the irony. And then in point three, they're taking that premise even further by saying that they hate irony, even though they were just being ironic. Mm -hmm. Number four, lists. What? They've already written that. Hold on. Number five, repetition. Ha, 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 ha. That's a little, that's more of like a slow burn, that one. <laughs> and then number and number seven, why isn't there a number six? That's weird. It should be one, two, three, four, five, six, but it just goes straight from five to seven. Number seven is inconsistency because, yeah, they're being inconsistent with yeah. the way they numbered that. Very good. Whoa. Very clever. As obviously, I mean, I think it's quite clear to tell that this was written by a comedian. That was the first thing I figured out yeah. on my journey. Yeah. If I mean, you that's... didn't know comedy before, why <laughs> yeah. fuck do you know it now? Especially it's a after handbook, isn't it? <laughs> Lewis has just broken it down for you. Whoa, Thank wait. You. Number seven. <laughs> 
So, I, yeah, mm. I don't know if I, I, I keep going in and out of whether I like the person who wrote this. Yeah, I had this experience as well. I had this experience as well. Well, mm. I'm, I'll be interested. I'll be very interested to see where you sit at the end of this. Um, yeah this description of, of how they wrote this, how they came to write this. Basically, this this was written by a stand-up comedian. Um, <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. And he, he's got a funny name, this guy. His, his name is actually Brad, first name Brad, second name Yank name, Y-A-N-K-N-A-M-E. That is weird. But yeah, so so this so this was written by a comedian called Brad Yankname, and you're thinking, whoa, what an interesting name! And it is an interesting name, and it's a name that Brad picked up on the interestingness of his name very early in life. So his first name's Brad, which is a quite an American name. Mm. His surname is Yankname, Y A N K N A M E, which almost feels like it's a comment on his first name interesting oh, oh. it's like <laughs> i was like the, i was thinking of the action yank and i was yeah, like no. to <laughs> yeah i didn't actually make that very clear yank as in american name as in what you yep. call things yeah yep, 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 yep. so, i'm with you yeah so brad yank name so he he grew up you know early years of primary school even into high school people started saying your name's so weird. It's Yank name. And then the cleverer bullies at the school were like, not only is your name Yank name, but your first name is an, a Yankee name. How ridiculous. <laughs> Did they gather? Did they, were they like, whoa, yeah, we've got to, yeah. this is the next approach for this Brad kid. Yeah. <laughs> they um just relentless bullying all throughout high school about his name mm-hmm. and you know, as this is a common story in comedians, he took that bullying and, and made it his art. And he and he did it with his name. He took the whole concept of, uh, and this is hard to explain. I feel like Alanis Morissette a little bit trying to, I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but what he, that whatever that is that he's done in the list, the list that he's written on the bathroom, is that meta? That The fact that he's like doing something while also, critiquing the thing that he's doing at the same time if that makes sense um i wasn't prepared for this question (laughs) (laughs) i just like to refer people back to the fact that i haven't read a book since 2017 (laughs) i'm just gonna keep i'm just gonna explain it in in my way and if it makes sense it makes sense and if it doesn't then that's sad yeah well then they they can go fuck themselves whatever yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah exactly yeah why am i yeah who cares about that <laughs> um not really so brad yank name is a name his own name is sort of critiquing his own name within his name it's not like there's a separate statement that says yeah. i'm brad and then a sentence after his name that's like my name brad is quite an american name it's like your name is saying that your name is an american name within the actual name it's very yeah secular it's exactly you you could get really stuck in this it's like a um it's like sort of inception isn't it it's like a chicken and egg thing it's like your what came first yeah what came first the fact that his name was american or the fact that it was commenting on the fact that it was american that's real chicken and the egg wow anyway brad became obsessed with this concept as it maybe seems like I've become obsessed with it just through my investigating of Brad, maybe I have become a little bit obsessive, but he became, you know, in his formative years, really obsessed with the 
the, the idea of content that is within itself aware of what it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. So he brought this into his comedy. So he's his opener for years at all the comedy clubs. He wasn't a very good comedian for a long time. He'd get on stage and every gig he'd start the gig by saying, I hate comedians who say that they hate comedians. So there he's doing what his name is doing in a sense. He's doing and he's doing what he later does in this list. It's yeah. like you're critiquing the thing within the thing. Anyway. Obviously, this style of comedy, it didn't go that well. All his jokes were like this. He didn't have a single bit of comedy that strayed from this technique, if you can call it a technique. Everything was... It was all was, this gimmick. This All this gimmick about yeah. like, like, you know, not only do I hate, um, you know, like whatever he's... It's, it's this hypocrisy thing. It's like whatever he's criticizing in his bit, he's literally doing that very thing at the exact same moment. Yes. Yes. So, and he's doing this for years and people are like this, you know, this, this Brad guy, like what the fuck? He sucks, blah, blah, blah. And eventually one day he's, he's, um, you know, he's, he's on the circuit for a long time and it gets to this day where he, uh, he's, what's it called? Um, performing at like a, a quite a it's famous it's been a while yeah <laughs> i was like what's it called when people do that <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> it's been so long. He's, he's performing at like a big comedy club in sydney and everyone's talking there's all these whispers because there's a person there's a producer from snl saturday night live coming <laughs> to this show <laughs> The, the way you said the SNL the just then was real like my dad saying it. You love SNL. I've I've never watched an episode of SNL and maybe that's why I said it like that. I am this is a I digress, but I'm a huge SNL nerd, which is gross. Like it's not a fun trait. But I why just Why not? What's bad about that? I just feel like that's like I don't know. Maybe I, I just, I, I cringe at a lot of the things that I love. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love SNL. I love musicals and Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like very um, cool, but yeah, I, yeah. Um, you never want to watch a whole episode because only 10% of the episode is good. Dare I say like, is it always the opening sketch that's good or it could be any part of the episode? be any part a random 10 minutes yeah so is he so he's in the running for snl uh not really he sort of ends up by fluke on a lineup of people who are a lot better than him Uh, one of the producers from snl is at this gig to watch one of those people it just really feels like you're saying snl for the first time every time (laughs) you say it i mean it might not be the first but first but it's definitely (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) might not be the first It's it's like it'd be less than thirty times I reckon in my life that I've said it. Yeah, for sure, for less sure. Than Twenty, I'd say. Anyway, nice. um, Brad gets on stage at this gig and starts doing his shtick, of course, classic, and it's it's all about you know the meta thing of the blah 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 and the blah 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 blah, blah. and he um gets off stage and another the comedian that one of the comedians that's sort of in the running for SNL gets on stage right after Brad and like, you know, when, you know, comedians, um, 
uh, will get themselves. on after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they um when they like tease each other or whatever, like after someone's set, they'll have a go at someone. And so- yeah. sometimes it's all like all in good jest, but sometimes it's not, especially if the comedians aren't really yeah. good friends. And especially if the person that they're teasing has actually bombed really badly, which is what Brad just did. It's the worst thing you can do. How long has Brad been doing it at this point? Ages. By the way? Fucking ages. 18 years, actually. And could people like recite his sets? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, they're, they're saying it every yeah. time. Even <laughs> if they don't know, that's what's funny is that they're so similar. Even when he has a different joke, it's mm. the exact same joke, just mm. with different elements, if that makes sense. So instead this of... Is- really making me miss comedy (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) so good um so he so so this other guy gets up straight after him Mm -hmm. and just fucking rips him and the way he does it is so brutal because he does the meta inception type thing that brad has just done but and I don't know the set. I can't recite it or say what exactly what he said. But basically what this comedian does, he does Brad's trick of being like, I hate comedians who say they hate comedians. But he does it in a way that he's simultaneously doing that gimmick way better than Brad and also bagging the shit out of Brad for doing that gimmick. Does that oh make God. sense? Yeah, does he does I- meta better. He does. <laughs> he does it better. That's so shit. If that yeah. happened to me, I think I would like cry. Do you ever think you'd just cry after? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I yeah. I was about to say I have. I don't think I've ever cried, but I've like been as. I may as well have cried after lots of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. Even though for I didn't sure. actually have tears. Yeah, like, I don't think I've difference? cried either. I've threatened to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people off oh my god so he so this so the mc does it the mc does it and then does it while also roasting him roasting the shit out of Fuck. him brad brad goes out into like the back area with the other comedians who all are just mean to him you know it's real like yeah. comedy can be a toxic environment nasty. At the best of times. and yeah they're all nasty to him and he's sort of standing over in the shadows and the mc gets off walks over to all of them and says um says to the guy, the MC who roasted Brad, goes over, shakes his hand and says, and Brad's in earshot of this. This is so mean. He says, mate, you've got the spot on SNL. The way you roasted that, I don't know what he called it. I don't know, that something real, like that or something. Like oh. something <laughs> not PC and just like really not nice. You know? Really, yeah. The yeah. way you roasted that fuck was brilliant. And Brad can hear this. It's so sad, this story, actually. And Brad, then Brad does start to cry. Like we were just saying, we've never cried. And he's never mm-hmm. cried. And throughout this whole time that he's been shit at comedy, this whole 18 years where he's been doing this meta shtick, he still loved comedy the whole time. And for this, this moment, for the first time in his life, mm-hmm. he hated it. And he ran into the toilet and he just thought about all the things he hates in life. And he realized he hates his stick he hates the meta thing and so he wrote that on the thing in the only way that he knows how which is Mm. to write it in a meta way so he wrote it things i hate one vandalism two lists three irony like you know he's writing the things that he hates about the way he's been doing stand-up but he's still doing it in that style because it's all he knows and yeah and then and that was the end of his stand-up career he never never did another gig after that brad brad yank name 
Wow, fuck, Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, sometimes like this is bad and I wish that somebody had like been a friend to him, mm. but it seems like he needed to hear that. Exactly. And he, he needed to hear it probably. I mean, when can you say that to someone? Probably not in the first year because it takes a while to get good at stand up. But before a year and a half, someone should have said it, maybe. Yeah. And like, yeah. or maybe been like, it's Just... been a year. You got anything else? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think they did. I think he got told that a few times. That's, yeah. And that's why when he goes and stands with the comedians at the back, yeah, they're really mean to him. But they did try. Like they were, yeah. there were lots of points in this 18 years where people pulled him aside and said, hey, mate, maybe like don't do the meta thing every joke. And he was always like, you're a fucking idiot. Like he never, he wasn't mean to them, but he just like, was like, uh, mate, I'm doing the meta thing. It's I'm gold. <laughs> it's fucking solid. I've listened to all the recordings and I can hear myself super clearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck. I, I do think yeah. that like the people that really struggle at stand up, like listening back to recordings must be a strange experience, you know? Do you listen back that often? Mm, not that often. I I try to, but yeah, if I, I I usually forget mm. to record it. To be honest, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't listen back. But mm. I also, yeah, maybe. Do you think that just based on Brad Yankname's story, <laughs> do you think we need to steer away from the bully victim? becoming a comic or is that a redemption arc that we just really love what do you mean oh like the yeah the bullied in school and then they become a comic yeah when you say steer away from it do you mean as a society we should stop stop it <laughs> stop them i actually don't know what i mean but i mean like it's like i feel like we're, we're now in the era of like you know hot girl comics true, <laughs> so true. it's like True. The whole landscape's changed. It's That's changed. So true. It's a yeah. scary place to be. I don't know. What yeah, so, yeah. But maybe it's like, is that a good thing or are we... Actually, I have no idea what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I sort of do. Like, we we, we definitely glamorise the, um, the broken artist. And, like, I reckon we sort of, like, if especially if they're good at comedy there's this like lens of like, see, even bullying can have an upside. Yeah. Know? Like, especially when they're totally. really, a really good comedian. It's like when really being bullied to the point where it makes you create really good art is still not good, you know? Is even it if worth the art's it? Good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't reckon it is. But maybe some people would say it is. I don't know. I think that's the question that the film Whip It asks. Have you seen not Whip It? That's, that's whip, the... whip, whiplash. Whiplash. Whip um, It is the roller derby one. I'm going to assume you mean Whiplash. If there's another film that's not Whiplash called Whip It that deals with that exact same concept, I'm going to be very shocked. I'll be floored. Yeah. Have you? There is a film called Whip It, and it's about. Have you seen it? No, it's about a not. female roller derby team. <laughs> is it um? Is the roller derby industry or whatever? Is it as cutthroat as the music industry that's depicted in Whiplash? Yeah, 
No. <laughs> Although that guy in Whiplash was on his own thing. I thought the movie was going to take a turn when he got hit by that car. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. I didn't but really like that movie, to be honest. And this is one of these movies that um, I get criticized in my friendship group for being like deliberately contrarian or whatever. Like, <laughs> like I often seem to say that I think something's shit when everyone else agrees that it's good. Like Stranger Things. I had that with Stranger Things. But like Whiplash, I just thought it was lame. Like, it was I, I a- don't know. It was full on and it was also like, why are you telling this story? And I think it is important to know that the guy who directed it also directed La La Land. I haven't seen that. Why? What's the link? Is La La Land shit? La La Land is just a bit like, (laughs) like nothing to it. (laughs) That makes sense. Don't die. Don't die. Sorry. Just vaping (laughs) mid-podcast. But it does like, yeah, I don't know. I... I like Whiplash, but I'll never watch it again because it was so stressful. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, but, I, yeah, I wonder with Brad Yank name, it just seems like it wasn't worth it. And I feel like people mm. will sell themselves this redemption arc. Like, they're like, yeah. I've been through all this shit, but I'm going to be an amazing comic. And then yeah. if you're not that, then what happens exactly. to you? Exactly, yeah. That's, that's the big point. I think that's so true. That's the thing. And that's yeah. because, like, in society, we somehow, like, glamorize being the tortured comedian or the bullied comedian. Or yeah. yeah. Or, like, yeah. It's, it's like, so instead funny. of getting into stand-up, just, like, try to um, come to terms with how you were bullied and, like, you know, m- maybe go to therapy or whatever. Yeah. And then if you want to do stand-up out of a love for stand-up, then do it as well. But don't do it as your therapy. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like also like, can you do stand up as a hobby <laughs> mm. as well? Or maybe you just like watching it. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. Just do that. Maybe. Just watch it. That's an, that's another thing I think a lot of people make the mistake of. Like they really enjoy watching stand up. So then they think that that means they should do it even if they yeah. don't want to that much i don't know is that maybe i'm grasping at straws there but no 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 i hear yeah i I feel like we're delving into like the inner psyches of stand-up why would that be happening (laughs) yeah exactly we're just two journalists (laughs) yeah that's so weird why do we have so many opinions on (laughs) stand-up comedy (laughs) where is where is brad now brad's in um he's No, he's relocated to um, rural far north Queensland and he works at a crocodile farm and he's yeah, he's never been oh, further yeah. <laughs> He's never been further away from the stand up stage and he's yeah. also never been happier. So yeah. That that sort of proves the point is that, you know, stand up is not right for some people. Mm. Just go mm-hmm. work at a crocodile farm. It feels very um, directed, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> also interesting that he works at a crocodile farm because, you know, crocodiles are, I guess, kind of like bullies and now he owns the bullies. That's so true. He's won back some control. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to a crocodile farm? I've been to like, no, I haven't. I've been on like the maybe the Daly River or the Adelaide River on like a crocodile cruise thing where you like just are on a boat and they just show you crocodiles if that makes in sense. adelaide 
No, 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 no. The river, one of the main rivers in the Northern Territory is called oh. the Adelaide River. Oh. That would be crazy if there was crocodiles was like, in Adelaide. <laughs> Whoa. I know their population's really picking up. <laughs> yeah. Um. I went to a crocodile farm and I thought it was like a, um, we went there on like a family holiday when I was like 14 and I thought it was like a, um, like a sanctuary. Mm. And then we like went to a talk and he was like, we use 90% of the crocodile. And I was like, <laughs> and then we like went to the cafe and it was all like croc meat. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> what about, was it like handbags and stuff as well? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Oh God! Did you like now that you work used to work at the aquarium? Did you love animals from like a really young age? No, I like I loved them like anyone. I I just needed a job and (laughs) I just that's such a such an anticlimactic. If you're on a talk show or something, you can't say that. It's like the shittest thing. I'm not practicing my talk show conversations like you, Lewis. No, I that's just, fine. I love animals now, and I always did, like as any human would. But then, like working at working at the aquarium, I was like, "Oh no, these are these are pretty cool. These are really cool. These are sick animals." Yeah. Um, what did you find? What did I you find f- about what I sent you? <laughs> Madeline McCann. I found out some really Whoa. sick stuff. Um, I'll just get it up for reference Mm. but it was a really interesting um uh, graffiti piece and it also like harkened back to like dance school days where people would like put lipstick on and kiss the wall but it would be like a door is like covered in kisses um back in the day you know you wouldn't do it now um but the but this is like a solo so there's a solo like like open mouth kiss (laughs) (laughs) there like it doesn't look like anyone's actually like yeah someone wanted to like make a point yeah with that. yeah 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 um just a bit of fun yeah little slutty behavior we yeah. love to see it and um i i was like okay well let's get some dna and i linked it to <laughs> i linked it to this woman uh maria who we'll come back to but it, it all starts a few years ago that's a um a very uh like religious family um they are in it's not hillsong but it borrows from hillsong a lot yeah okay it's like baptist and they like sing heaps and they don't run conversion camps but they definitely run therapy for gay teens (laughs) um with no clear goals (laughs) (laughs) um so it's like all super family oriented. This is like a really like classic nuclear fam. We have uh, the eldest is a daughter and then we have the younger son who's like a real like um, Bart Simpson. Oh, not really Bart Simpson. Kind of like uh, it's that guy from The Incredibles, the kid. Like that guy. Um, so like, like a bit of a like mischief maker sort yeah, of? Yeah, but like yeah. lovable, like kind of spunky I shouldn't yeah. call a kid spunky. <laughs> no, I know what um, you mean. Like the, the sort of the rebellious, like, but but the endearingly like cheeky kid or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like can have a conversation with adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
and and they and they do these kids because they're just so used to presenting sometimes they're like guest sharers at church and stuff like that and they really get up there and they walk around they got like a microphone and they're like um telling people how to live their lives have you ever watched that video Whoa. of that 10 year old girl being like i can't wait to get a job no i don't think so it's so shit. I, I've <laughs> never hated a child more in my life. And it's not her fault. Obviously, her parents have put it there. But it's that kind of thing. Like, they're dressed in, like, adult clothes. Mm. Like, little suits and little, like, suits with skirts. And they just mm. give these, like, talks on life. Um, I don't like this. No, it's un- it, gets, it makes you uneasy, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. Something about it is very off. <laughs> yeah. And they like don't have a tv in their house but not in a cool way yeah yep 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 yeah it's like just kind of cut off i went to ah fuck just maybe we might have to edit this out as well but (laughs) just i'll have a think about it but i went to school with a girl who have i told you this before potentially maybe uh in year 11 we when we were in year 11 osama bin laden got killed and like it was lunchtime. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, gone too soon. <laughs> <laughs> and we were at lunch at school, and obviously like talking about it when you're 11. And she was like, "What? What was 9/11?" Like people were saying 9/11 a lot, and she was like, "What? Do, why do you keep saying 9/11? What was that?" And what you said there, just about the not having a TV, but not in a cool way, just reminded me of that. Isn't that a Fuck. amazingly like fucking really? Firstly, That's like a massive so effort that the parents have gone to, but also like I'm just so surprised that it lasted that long. Like, well, yeah, that was like six years old when it happened or something, and then this was when we were like 17. She still didn't know what it was. That's fucking wild. Like Crazy, that's it? like you really have to have the blinders up or like really like because it was everywhere for so yeah, long, everywhere. and like references like. Osama bin Laden didn't have to die for it to come up. Yeah, yeah, I know. Weird, isn't it? It's so weird. Mm. And it's also kind of curious because you'd think that, like, in that kind of world, I don't know, maybe too judgmental here, but, like, they would enjoy a touch of terrorism for a little bit of xenophobia. Like, that's the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, like, even in... Like, I don't, yeah, in that case, the one I'm talking about, I don't even know if she was religious, but in, but in your case, like, yeah, those like really religious families without the TV and stuff, they love a bit of that stuff because it's like, yeah. see, the Muslims are definitely wrong, but the Christians are right. You know? We got it right. And yeah, that's why yeah. they're coming for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, these guys are definitely the kind of Christians that are like, we've figured it out this is it and they're so sure about it and like i forget about this with like religious people because i'm not religious i didn't grow up religious like my family's catholic but like not and it's i forget that like hell is real for Mm. people like that so like stepping away from it or choosing to like do something else with your life and you're there's always going to be this like fear or risk of eternal damnation which yeah. I don't have to so deal with. Wild. Yeah. So wild. So wild. So fucked up. And that's kind of what their mum does. Their mum, so there's this perfect pastor family and they do all these oh. presentations. They travel the world. They've been on like those like TV shows as well on like the Christian channel. And she <laughs> leaves and she doesn't just leave. Like she 
makes it really public. They're in the middle of their session in church. Um, she just gets up and walks like it's like something out of a movie. She like picks up two suitcases that she snuck in and like kept Whoa. under the pews and she walks out. She has like big hat on <laughs> and she's um, and she just walks out. She doesn't say anything. She leaves her kids. She leaves her <laughs> husband. She goes. Um, she does like a, um, she goes to the press about some tax evasion and then she joins a sex cult. Whoa, straight to a sex cult. Straight to a sex cult. So Whoa. like this family is just left with this like huge hole. Um, they're really confused. They also are like sad because they just think their mom's going to hell now, especially the kids, like they're so young. Um, and the daughter is like at this age where she's like 11 years old. She's kind of on the verge of being a teenager. So she still enjoys like being kind of childish, but at the same time has like hormones and is like moody and stuff like that. And quite like, yeah. quite vitriol. Like I swear my like year six, year five and six diary is like the most like depressing shit you've ever seen. Not because I was actually depressed, but because I was like, I want to be a poet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd write shit like the world is a cancer. I'm like, <laughs> so fact, And like, I actually had a really happy childhood. That's very but good. That's very good. <laughs> filtered yeah. into that. I had a phase like this as well. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, around, yeah, I reckon 10, 11, like, yeah, like this tortured, like, oh God, everything's yeah. so fucked. And like borrowing snippets from the news that I heard being like yeah, oh, Guantanamo, yeah. when are we yeah, going to get a yeah. bite? Yeah. I remember like, and cause it's like the, it's that age is when you're first starting to look at the world outside your own world. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're seeing snippets of the news. I remember listening to these days by Powderfinger and just being like, oh my God, it's so sad. That's not like, the first time that song's come up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know why I keep bringing it up. Maybe lockdown makes you nostalgic, you know? Yeah. It's a good song for me as a kid. You know, when you say these days, Powderfinger, I think these days, Bardo. <laughs> no, the... I've never oh, heard that. <laughs> now it's the... Have you heard of Bardo? You were about to sing Powderfinger there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of Bardo. My sister had a Bardo CD. Yeah. But when I think Bardo, I think Spice Girls, but are they not the same thing? No. No, they're, they're two different bands. Two <laughs> different things. Yeah, I've I've amalgamated them in my yeah in my memory. I'm gonna have to send you some links, Lewis. Yeah, um, please. You'll love this. <laughs> You're gonna love it. <laughs> SNL Bardo. <Yeah. laughs> Welcome to my search history. Room. <laughs> Room is so fucking depressing. It's so good. Um. Uh, yeah. So they're like, they're like left this hole and then like he, the pastor just like freaks out and then just kind of like is in this weird place and meets a new recruit, like a new person in their church. Um, and just like is engaged immediately. It's very like the parent trap where like he meets Meredith and it's just, she's like 25 years old. She looks like a model. And the kids are just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we are so <laughs> shook. And like this 11 year old girl fucking hates her and is like actively like Dennis the menacing her, like putting like toads in her bed, like trying to scare her when she walks around the corners of the house. Like she, she there's no peace in that house because the girl is just constantly jumping out and freaking her out with like different masks on. Um, and because she's like a Bible kid, she's like knows old Testament shit. So she's really like doing like the, the plague, the locusts, like just trying to fucking ruin her life. Yeah. 
Um, and this woman, Maria. I oh, so Maria's the, the young woman. Yeah, Maria's a young woman. And yeah. she's like, she's a good time gal. She's like been, she, she's been in some bad relationships. And so she kind of like found that the church was like helping her kind of deal with that to each their own. She's having a good time. And she does genuinely love this guy. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the, the young woman, I don't know, it's not always gendered like this, but often like the young woman in this situation who ends up with the man who's older and has just split up with their wife, they do cop it a lot from the kids. And the dad often doesn't really cop it that much because he's yeah. their dad. But yeah. really, Maria hasn't really done anything wrong. Like, like the dad is the one that's moved on maybe too quickly or whatever. For sure. And isn't it wild that like every movie that we saw in like TV show really like demonized. <laughs> totally. Yeah. The evil stepmom thing. And it's like these kids have like emotional like displacement. Like Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um and she like had been like she's had a wild life. Like she's lived all over. So she used to be a Disney princess. So that was like her job. Like she would just like, and she was so good. She did it when she like left school. It's like a gap year. And then she just kind of found herself doing it all over the world. So she did LA, Orlando, <laughs> Paris, Tokyo. <laughs> Hong Kong. Is there one in Hong Kong? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she did the whole it. Tour. <laughs> she did the whole fucking thing. Um, and she did like, she was great at it. She was really good. Very like charming. Um, and, and like just charismatic people really drawn to her. She was cinderella and um and she was great she was great at that job and one day um the kids are really like fucking them both off and he's like you know what i have this like extra cash let's go to tokyo disney and just unwind a bit and try and like hopefully get the kids on our side before we get married um and she's like actually this is great and she slowly starts to get the girl in particular on side the boys he's still getting used to it but he's not as like sort of spicy as yeah, the um yeah. as the young girl and yeah. she slowly it feels like she's coming on side and they start to open up to each other a little bit more they like split up and go on like rides and things and she shows her like where she used to work and all this stuff and she like takes her she gets her backstage um to like the behind the scenes stuff one of her old managers is still working there and she like gets in and she's like oh this was my like dressing thing and this is this is where I went to the bathroom and then she goes and looks on the bathroom door (laughs) and she's like oh my god my kiss is still there (laughs) I was like this is wild and then the girl's like I actually need to go to the bathroom she's like that's great I need to go too you go and then we'll go get a turkey leg or whatever um and so wait, just before the kid goes in, does the does Maria make it clear to the kid that that was like when she says, "Oh my god, my kiss is still there." Is she yeah. saying that to the kid? Yeah. yeah, and she was like, before I left my job, I would just like do a little kiss as if I was like saying goodbye and stuff like that. And she was like, "I know it's weird that it's like in a bathroom," and the younger girl's like, "No, that's so chill. Like I get it. Like <laughs> do what you got to do." So she's really pulled her in there. Yeah. The, daughter uses the bathroom and then Maria goes in and she sees that like she's just seen this kiss there was nothing else written underneath it it was just there and underneath clearly written by this young girl is why would you kiss the wall that's gross and then she's just like everything that she thought they'd worked on was kind of shattered 
she comes was out. All, was the kid was the kid pretending to be on site this whole time? It's really interesting. I think parent the kid, trapping her kind parent of parent trapping her. I think the kid was getting pulled in and was enjoying it and was like, oh, okay, this is a nice life. But then there's a you know when you have like a stubbornness and you just yeah. can't. Yeah. let something go and i think she just yeah. kind of snapped back into that in that moment and and also like her upbringing in the church <coughs> and then being like seeing the kiss which is like sort of this kind of promiscuous thing you know maybe there was a bit of like that yeah. deep-seated like oh you shouldn't be kissing yeah sort of thing uh, yeah <laughs> suck my dad's dick with his <laughs> You whore, like just really nasty yeah. things. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't write that. Oh my god, same. Um, she, yeah, it's it's pretty like, and it was just like crushing, you know. Yeah. She just felt like all this work we'd done. Um, and they all they're all gathered to like have some food afterwards, and she's like, I'm just gonna. Um, they're like, okay, we'll just go to the car. Um, after this and she's like I'll just run to the bathroom and they go to the car and they wait and they wait and they wait and she just doesn't come back and oh then my God. they go back to the the table that they were sitting at and there's a note that's like I can't do this oh she goes back to God. being Cinderella and going back to like traveling and having all these like weird sketchy boyfriends and stuff like that because she's like fuck it I tried to be this good quote-unquote girl and this little 11 year old fucked it. Yeah, 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 totally. And betrayed me, like pretended that she was, you mm. know, cared for me and then mm. spat in my face. Real bullying theme today, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I wonder why both of our investigations have led down that road. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that says <laughs> about us. <laughs> <laughs> They've been bullied by yeah, children maybe. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did get someone cracked it at me because I said I didn't like Taylor Swift. And oh, apparently no. I'm a misogynist. I don't Whoa. know. <laughs> because I don't like Taylor Swift. Yeah, there's real um there's a real on all social media like uh big brush strokes, you know? You can't <laughs> You can't dislike one woman without being a misogynist or like you can't yeah, criticise one element of something without being the whole thing, you know? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with... There's nothing wrong with Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm just not going to listen to her music. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lewis. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> All good. I don't really like her music either. But so did the man, whatever his name was, and the kids... Mm. Did they stay in the church and like, is it sort of like a happily ever after or did, did the dad end up remarrying someone else or, and did they ever hear from the mum that was in the sex cult? How did it sort of. Yeah. Their mum ended up um, moving to Byron. She left the sex cult because there was um, some issues with sterilizing. Yeah. It's pretty full on. And she was like, so she left. She says she left, but if you talk to members, they say that they got rid. <laughs> they kicked her out. Yeah. Nah. She's a bit nah. full on. And yeah. and now she just lives in Byron. She owns a beading store. And um, <laughs> the kids, like, went up one summer and it was, like, weird. Like, she had this weird boyfriend who, like, never wore shoes, but his feet were, like, disgusting. Mm. He had, like, like, black soles of his feet. Yeah. Yeah. And 
and maybe a black soul in his heart. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Long toenails are one of the things that I find really repulsive in life. There's like no, I can't get past it. No, it's it's um, it's when you get the ick. That's what they call it. Someone said that the other day on TikTok, and I was like, Mm. "Fuck, that's exactly what it is when you get the ick." Yeah, yeah, I love it. Totally. Um. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, both quite sad tales in a way this week. <laughs> Maybe next week we can find something that's like uplifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, I need to find something for you, don't I? Yeah, I got to find something yeah. for you too. So this and is great. By the way, I have like, we're sort of getting to a point now in Melbourne where the end of lockdown is becoming like more imminent. And I've actually, on a couple of walks recently, I've seen bits of graffiti in the real world that I want Great. to send to you. And I like I haven't got them on me right now, but I'm going to start doing that. I'm very excited, not just Googling them. So Jordan has sent me a bit of graffiti to figure out for next week. And it's 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 quite, um uh, I don't know, it's, it's not written in blood, but it like if it was a different color, it kind of has that feel about it. Do you get what I mean? Like the way it's like dripping kind of? Do you think it's period? <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, the words and what it's saying it feels very period bloodish. It says feminist vigilante gangs. <laughs> FVG. Sick. Um, I can't wait to figure out what the story behind that is. That sounds... That yeah. sounds really cool. It yeah, exciting. Yeah, rock and roll. Mm. I hope it is period blood. Yes. <laughs> but if it is, then you should get that checked out. It's great. <laughs> um, Lewis has sent me one written in, I want to say like just a biro, a simple biro. Mm. Well, like one of those classic like bumpy toilet doors. Um, and it says everything is going to be okay. And then underneath it in, it looks like different handwriting. I'll find mm. out. Sorry if it smells, I took a dump. And then <laughs> one of those little like cute faces. Yeah, it is, like, isn't it? With like, like a little three mouth. It's got like a, like a, almost like a Hello Kitty vibe. That yeah. yeah. Like, um, do you watch Rick and Morty? You know, when they're yeah. sometimes like, <laughs> got That little it. cat thing. Yes. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like the little cat face. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like that when they suddenly just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. With the scrunched up mouth. Yeah, I can never yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're supposed to. It's a cartoon. That looks <laughs> great. I'm really excited to find out who took the dump and who's going to be okay. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope it's us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I need that. That's quite a positive one. I think, yeah, I, I think it'll be like a nice. And same with feminist vigilante gangs. Like that's that, that might be quite uplifting. Yeah, I think you're the right person to find out what's going on <laughs> Thank there. you. You're welcome. I'll go undercover. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Please like and subscribe. And follow the Instagram page. You'll see all the, all the graffiti that we review or that we investigate. Yeah. Um, yeah. See you next week. Fuck yeah. Bye.